Welcome back to the Pop Culture Pop Quiz Podcast right here on COD Roadrunner Radio. Your music, your voice, your station. I'm your navigator and host, Angelo, a.k.a. L. A slight listening discretion will be advised as your faves are most likely to be criticized. On today's episode, we're getting into the question that everybody keeps asking. Does stand-up comedy still hold up in today's culturally sensitive climate? We'll let y'all be the judge of that. Here to help us answer that ever so riveting question would be a huge expert himself. Would you please welcome the one and only Spring Lennox? Yeah, it's Beyonce. It is Beyonce indeed, as previously reported on our other show, Y2K is Hot. Anybody from last semester, if you know, you know. Anywho, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, obviously, it's Angelo, aka Beyonce knows. <laughs> AKA Spring Linux. The name Spring comes from the season, obviously, of growing. I like to put my name in a manifestation purpose because whenever you hear about my name, it's always a good thing. So I always manifest good things. Like, who's going to say, I hate Spring? You hate the seasons? Like, that's crazy. Also, Linux, partially John Lennon. I really wanted to go like a name like that, like John Lennon, Spring Linux. But I didn't want to be spring linen. So I had walked past an electrical company car, like truck, one day. And they said Linux. And I was like, that's literally perfect. Because it was just like, it aligned right at that moment when I'm like, I need a John Lennon type of name. And it said literally Linux. And I'm like, perfect. And that's where spring Linux came from. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I never would have... All this time, I kept wondering, like, where did the Linux name come from? I've only heard of one person with that last name, Ari, Ari Linux. Linux. Precisely. I was going to ask any relation, but now that you've given us that little, you know, sort of like backstory to it, I'm like, wow, period. And you know what's funny? I went to Coachella when Ari Linux was there. That was the first time I've ever heard of Ari Linux. I never knew of her. I didn't even know she was a person. Or no disrespect to Ari Linux. I, I tapped into you now. You make beautiful music, but... If you're listening, that's Ari. Yeah, you know... If, Notice a senpai. Yeah, you know, if... You know, I always got to show proper respect just in case. But I didn't know who she was. So when I saw Ari Linux, I'm like, damn, I can't have nothing to myself. But I'm glad we share the same name. I mean, there's definitely same a lot last of... Name. Right. And I mean, there's a lot of Angelos in the world, but I absolutely hold, like, you know, no sort of, like, disregard to that, especially to one of the greatest poets to ever live, Miss Maya Angelou. Miss Maya Angelou, cage bird. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And because I always think of that one cutaway from the Cleveland show where it was like, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, I am notable African-American poet Maya Angelou. Are you going to finish that cow dog? <laughs> that is one of my favorite shows next to American Dad. <laughs> my name is Cleveland Brown, and, and I am proud to be right back <laughs> in my hometown. <laughs> my new family. There's old friends and, and new friends and, and even a bear. bear. <laughs> Through good, good times <laughs> and bad times, it's true love we share. And so I found, found a place <laughs> where everyone will know my happy mustache face. This is the Cleveland Show. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen, for that free karaoke session. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane, please do not sue us. We will promise we'll give you all the royalties after this broadcast. Big respect out there. Tune in for the next episode when we do Good Morning USA. But anywho. Oh, yes. That's a that's a good one. And so, kind of speaking of that, because, you know, there's a lot of TV shows out there that people love. They might be a little embarrassed to kind of admit. Like, you know, South Park is another one that I... 
am obsessed with. But then on the other hand, it- South Park is so accurate about Colorado because South Park is in Colorado. Oh, that is the most accurate show. People from Colorado will tell you that South Park is the most accurate depiction of Colorado besides actually South Park, Colorado. South Park, Colorado is actually really nice. But everywhere else outside of South Park, Colorado is literally the show South Park. Mm. I just had to put that in there. No, of course, of course. So is it accurate then that it snows there all the time and everybody is dressed like it's Christmas? Yeah, look, I'm wearing a hoodie. I wear hoodies all the time. Dude, if you see my closet, I have literally winter clothes in my closet. Oh, wow. It's a mix of South Park and also Trent Reznor's closet people. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So that's a very interesting anecdote, and I'm so glad you bring that up. Mm -hmm. It kind of leads us into today's main topic, you know, which is, of course, comedy. Mm -hmm. Not just stand-up, but just comedy in general and how stuff from back then and kind of begging the question if it's still holding up today. Mm -hmm. So... Tell us a little bit about kind of what you think of that. First of all, who were some of your favorite comedians growing up? Mike Epps, Eddie Griffith, Dave Chappelle, Kevin Hart by default was probably my first favorite because he did that, yeah, on the BET Cypher with the real husband housewives thing. Oh, The Real Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah, that was literally one of my favorite shows. For those who weren't aware, The Real Husbands of Hollywood was a mockumentary parody type of style TV show, which was supposed to sort of parody that of The Real Housewives franchise or any sort of multimedia, you know, reality show franchise. Only this time it was with men. And I'm pretty sure Robin Thicke was in it, but I have no idea. I've only seen clips of it. He he was in there because uh, Kevin Hart did the um, parody. Yeah, that was really my main ones growing up. Um, Cat, Cat Williams was a funny dude Mm. by just his energy not even necessarily what he said but just how like ecstatic he was and stoic at times right he did some really interesting voice roles on the boondocks as well yeah he did a pimp named slipback a pimp named slickback a pimp named not pimp named slickback a pimp named slickback Mm -hmm. he has quotes to this day that stand up i'm not going to repeat it but just go look at a pimp named Slickback. I'm pretty sure you'll find it. And once you find it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Google is your friend, people. Google and TikTok. Right. So, with that being said, because all of those comedians you named, absolutely legendary, even to this day. Mm -hmm. But, of course, we live in America. And Mm -hmm. what has America turned into these days? Sensitive ass (laughs) No, I'm playing. (laughs) Delete that (laughs) (laughs) post-production. And then you just cuss right after that. Just, <laughs> But yeah, America has turned very sensitive. It's okay to be sensitive, but it, then it comes to a point where you're like unaccountably sensitive, you know? Like you shouldn't be so hurt over literally every single thing that comes out of somebody's mouth that is not physically manifested. You know, like if somebody said, I'm going to throw a rock at you and they don't have a rock in their hand, why are you hurt about it? They're, like It's not like when they said it, the rock appeared out of nowhere, you know? And I think people should start taking things that type of way. We're understanding that if a, co- a comedian dude says some comedy shit, um, that its only purpose is, is for comedic make you laugh. When you start looking at things to make you laugh, specifically for making you laugh, then you'll realize that it's only there for that purpose alone. It's not meant to hurt you. Even though dark humor is very relative to 
real life personal events that's what makes it more the more funny is being able to relate to something that actually triggers you to laugh absolutely Mm -hmm. i'm speechless after that beyonce 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 (laughs) shakira shakira (laughs) but no for real because it almost kind of even begs the question do you think that wokeness has sort of also led to not a slight downfall per se of hollywood but you know one of the reasons why so much like forms of media aren't taken as seriously today Mm -hmm. as a result of you know like the obnoxiousness of we can't say that otherwise this person that person will be offended and always feeling like everything has to have like a sort of preachy undertone to that what do you sort of make of that um yeah i think a lot of things have been filtered and um diluted because of the fact of the matter that um everything is like more based off of like people how people feel like like triggering somebody which i completely understand because some things are just not funny but when you're so it's like we're taking advantage of certain things like you shouldn't you shouldn't joke about like the ra word you know what i mean ra rap with an e at the end you shouldn't joke about that that's not that's not funny but we're taking that type of context of notion and making that into other things that shouldn't be funny like you like you turn around and say oh freaking demarcus with the tank top in the in the in the do-rag you know you shouldn't turn around and feel like oh you're attacking the black community from saying having these type of jokes I was watching another um, another dude, actually on TikTok. This might trigger people, but he was talking about how he went to a feminist event, and he was saying that these women are sitting outside. They want to be able to make money just like us. Okay. They want to do be able to fornicate with as many men without being judged. Okay. They want to be able to walk around with their shirts off. Okay. But how he was saying it was in the form of like, guys come outside like they want to do the same thing as us everybody why is everybody getting so triggered about that because it's like they took it as him making fun of feminists but if you took it out of the context of like a comedic standpoint he was actually agreeing with feminists and the the funny part about this was that actually the men were tripping about the joke it wasn't even no type of females that were tripping about that joke because they understood. Because they understood what he was talking about. It was the guys, the freaking incels, the the alpha males, you know, like oh who were freaking tripping about it, right? And it's like, yeah, dude, it's a freaking joke. Like now you're coming off as like the the fake feminist. The new alpha males are the fake feminists. The, alpha males are fake feminists. Right, like the pretend allies. Yeah, the pretend allies. They say that they wanna they support something, you know, in name but they're not actually supporting it. Yeah, you're just looking for power. Like, that's what's going on. Like, you don't actually care about the situation. You care about the power stancing of the situation. Like, you feel like you're powerful because of that, when it's not something you're actually passionate about. You're not passionate about, you don't care about the next woman. You don't care about the next man and how his, his like, characteristics are built. You care about that alpha male pretending support type of thing because of what it pushes the force behind but the people who are like that always get exposed something always bad happens to them 
And it's always a backfire type of thing. Who do you think, in your opinion, without getting to, you know, judgmental or whatever, who do you think has sort of been like the example of that, of someone who, whose career hasn't really aged well that often because of, you know, said like problematic antics? What's that girl's name? Um, Amy Schumer? No. Um, Kathy Griffin? No, but I heard about Kathy Griffin too. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one, her name is, uh, I don't want to say Ari Lennox. Ali Wong? No, it's another girl. It's, um, Freak. what's her name? She's always tripping on somebody all the time. All the time. She just she just made fun of DC uh, Young Flies. Oh, another co- comedian, DC Young Fly, Nick mm-hmm. Cannon, walling out. But she made fun of his wife for dying <gasps> during surgery. Wait, wait. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, my God. So, to our listeners right now who aren't informed, DC Young Fly had a wife who unfortunately passed away this last year as a result of some botched plastic surgery job in Miami. Her name was Jackie O. She was incredibly beautiful, had mm-hmm. three kids and everything. After getting, you know, some surgery, however, she had passed away. And the person in question who made fun of her was actually not so much a comedian per se, but a very problematic figure nonetheless, mm-hmm. by the name of Azalea Banks. Azalea Banks. That was it. Um, I think her career didn't age very well because she's always into problematic stuff. But the problem is she beeps with a lot of comedians for some reason. She, um, she really does. But in terms of like a comedian who whose career just didn't age well, it was one of these guys. He faked being a predator with his <sighs> wife on a, on a couple, like a video series that ended up coming out years later. It was clear he did this like some around, sometime around like 2010. But it came out recently on um, X, the X app. As of recently, like maybe like last year type recent. But um, Cat Williams, um, he had a declining career for when he got into a fight with like a 12-year-old or something like that. That was crazy. But he did make a comeback. So I couldn't say like comedians don't really have declining careers, you know. In my personal opinion, like from the comedians I know, I don't really think they have much declining careers. Besides Cat Williams was one for sure that had like a odd mm-hmm. no and that's a really good way to look about about it because at the end of the day they're still making money they're still selling out venues mm-hmm. i can't say that i've you know gone to see like a really big like ultra like the type of comedians who would sell out stadiums per se like a you know gabriel iglesias type who i absolutely love oh yeah he's cool too Mm-hmm. you know he does a lot for the hispanic culture and i think it's awesome so the com- i think it's like it's just hard for you to not be funny for the rest of your life you know so i feel like in a comedic like standpoint if you're just funny you can't really have a declining career you know because people are always going to understand your humor right i feel like you know it's easier than making music well it's harder to like, and when you're taking it in a professional way, comedy could be harder because you're actually trying to make people funny or make people laugh. You know, music, you're making people understand you versus you trying to bring a specific emotion out of a group of people, you know? So comedy is a harder, like, career. Landscape. Yeah, because you always have to find something that's going to hit or miss. And then the fact of the matter that most people are funny off of, like, initial reaction, you know? Like me and you can have a joke. We we could say something right now, and then you say something, and it might be funny. But if you wrote it down, and you already said it before, I could tell you you've been working on this, you know. So I think it's a super art when comedians have to like 
write some of their jokes down and then how they like set it up to where people laugh about it. Like that is an art beyond understanding. Seriously, like Dave Chappelle explained it very well. And he's just he just does it. He just second nature to him. And while I normally try to remain objective on this show, I will honestly be one of the first people to say here that everything involving like people really trying to go hard in like terms of canceling Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Honestly, none of that bothered me. It really didn't. Because you know why? People hmm. are going on this sort of like mob mentality. People are trying to, you know, just hop on this train without actually looking into the context of it. Right. The sort of proclaimed like transphobic jokes. Oh. They weren't really even that bad. There's a lot worse out there. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, he actually talked in the special about a fan of his who was also transgender mm-hmm. and actually loved his humor, kept up with his career. And that person in question actually ended up committing suicide as a result of harassment. Right. And you know what? I think it's because people don't understand Dave Chappelle that like and a lot of people who probably tried to cancel him probably never heard of Dave Chappelle for real. Like they probably never watched one of his shows or one of his comedic stand-ups. Oh, they're missing out on a lot. And anybody, you know, the Chappelle show, y'all, definitely oh go check it out, especially with the iconic, I'm Rick James, bitch. Rick James, bitch. <laughs> but, like, you got to understand, like, before you go into trying to cancel somebody, understand who they are as a person first. And I think that'll be a more accurate way to kind of depict the real from the fake at that point, is that if you watch Dave Chappelle, he's so condescending with his jokes to the point where it's actually a level of like truth that actually only at the surface level is actually funny so it's like if you know something that he's talking about he's being very informative but he's actually putting it at the at the topping of the cake comedy you know like we can laugh about it but he's actually having a, a real ass conversation i think if anything I haven't personally seen the transphobic joke he made, but based off of like what I've heard of, he's made jokes about all, literally every freaking race on earth. It's like South Park. Nobody is safe from getting made fun of. Right. But it's also like from all the jokes he's made, he actually had a level of truth that was actually more like a supporting fact. He's he's with everybody. It's also like you got to understand that like um, it comes off in comedy purpose. That's what he does. I'm pretty sure if he was a, a, a freaking rapper, he probably would be a Kendrick Lamar. He's like comedy's Kendrick Lamar. Wow. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. He's like super good at what he does. Period. Yeah. That's really, you know, a profound way to put it. And that's something that I think people really need to understand as well is that, you know, if you're trying to cancel a comedian... Actually look into what it is that you're canceling. Yeah. Instead of hopping on this train and saying that this person said so-and-so and that this sort of thing happened. It's like, actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, like know why you're doing it first. And so you just don't look stupid also. You know, like make sure you have a very good knowledgeable stand base before you decide to take a judgmental aspect of the situation. I believe Whoopi Goldberg said it once best. If you're going to talk about race, at least know what you're talking about. At least know what you're talking about. Very true. Yeah, you got to know because somebody will come up to you and know a lot more knowledge. You don't want that to be you. Absolutely. And certain boundaries just, you know, shouldn't be too crossed as well, especially 
in the world of comedy. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring this up, but at the same time, I also feel like it's kind of essential because everybody and their dog talked about it last year. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a moment now that it's still kind of like transcended into multiple different areas. But right. I have to ask, what did you think about the whole Will Smith versus Chris Rock incident? I think it was staged. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're going to... Will Smith, a legend. Chris Rock, a legend. These people have practiced the art of stage fighting. I watched that clip over and over and over again. I've even practiced stage fighting at one point. And I can tell he did not really slap that dude. And it wasn't out of malice. You're not going to stand up, walk on stage, slap Chris Rock, slap August Alsina, slap him, slap Jaden Smith. Who knows? I don't I don't encourage violence, by the way. But no, it's, it's fine. Literally on one of the previous episodes, we talked about alopecia and how Jada Pinkett Smith allegedly has it. Right. Like, no, she's Tupac. That's who she is. She's Tupac. Jada, Jada Smith is too, Jada Pinkett Smith is Tupac. Oh God, I was wearing my Tupac shirt yesterday. She reincarnated herself into Tupac. She is Tupac. And I personally don't like Jada. The backstory of what she did to Will Smith, I don't like how she met August Alsina. If you know, you know. And Jaden Smith is actually one of my good friends. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to speak too much on his personal family situation, but me being me, I'm going to say that Jada was definitely wrong. Will Smith is handling it the way he's handling it. He definitely staged that little thing because they're all actors in the end of the day. So it's like, don't look at it in a bad sense. Look at it in an entertaining point of view. All that had to happen because they're all actors, you know, like they all do this. So like, of course it's gonna happen on national television at what, the SP or the Grammys? The Oscars. You're gonna do that at the Oscars? And if you really did that, Will, uh, that was badass, but also at the same time, it's like, it was badass for the wrong reason, you know, it would have been better if there was like a better reason for you to do that, but. It almost just makes me wonder, like, what's it all really worth it? Because now right. he's banned from the Academy or any type of events for a whole decade, I think, however long it was. Right. And it's like, in the end of the day, you're, Jada is literally bringing you down. She's an energy leech, like. She's literally taking everything from you. We all know Jada from, like, literally one freaking movie. One freaking show. Was it Set It Off? It was Set It Off. That, <laughs> that love, was it. Yeah, I love that movie. That's the only... That's where I knew where Jada was from. Right. Set It Off. I forgot she was even in it because I remembered Queen Latifah, but, you know. Exactly. So, Jaden, you're my guy. Bro. We love you, Jaden. We love you. Yeah, you're you, my guy, bro. You, you were one of my... If you're listening, Jaden you were one of my biggest inspirations to get into martial arts because I had watched his Karate Kid yeah. movie before watching the original and Cobra Kai. Big up to Cobra Kai. That's like one of my favorite shows of all time. I still need to watch that. Oh, he was in Cobra Kai? Well, no. But oh, like, you're saying it was one of your favorite martial shows. Because Cobra Kai continues from the Karate Kid 80s universe and ironically, Will Smith is actually an executive producer on Cobra Kai. Oh, well, see, like there's so much legacy behind them, like so much in their name. Right. That, like, Jada needs to realize, like, she's... They even produced a sitcom together. It's on Hulu. It Mm -hmm. it aired on UPN back in the day. It was called All of Us. It had Dwayne Martin and Lisa Ray McCoy from the Players Club. And Mm. why that show kind of, like, fell apart was because 
Will and Jada's, you know, marital problems were actually creating a toxic work environment. So much so to where the main love interest lady of the show ended up quitting after season two because she just couldn't take it. So the whole thing about Will and Jada, it's been it's been common knowledge for years. And it's only now that they finally started to kind of like talk about it and hear things that we really don't want to hear. Jada, please take do us do the rest of the world a favor. Take us out the group chat. We do not need to know everything. Yeah, yeah, Jada. Like, it's no wonder why Britney Spears's book is selling more than you. Go support Britney Spears, the woman in me. By the way, it's an amazing book. But yeah, like, shout out to my sister Britney Spears. That's my blood sister. We look alike. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. <laughs> but overall, though, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of really good, interesting points to be made there. And I think, in general, we're about to close off this broadcast and head into one of our amazing next podcasts by our other students. Any closing remarks before we go? Um, Yeah. Shout out to Angelo. This dude works so freaking hard. And even prior to being at this moment, just how intensive you were on just like actually doing all of this like bro you 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 deserve that credit you definitely do comedy don't take it so personal and jada take us out the group chat please do so. please matter of fact block us matter of fact put your phone down just put your phone down take out the sim card take the sim card out and and leave tupac alone Jaden, you're my guy will Hey, Will, if you need me in a movie, just let me know, man. I'm, I'm around the corner, bro. You know, I do I do everything. And Willow, I love your music. Willow, you're freaking amazing. First of all, we didn't even speak on Willow, but your music is amazing. But, hey, that's my closing remarks. Um, yeah, everyone, when you see Angelo on campus or when you see him anywhere around wherever you're, hear- wherever you're hearing this, you need to say you're awesome to him. Thank you. I don't even know what to say to that. Um, wow. Yeah, thank Ladies, you for having me here, by the way. Yeah, this is awesome. Bro. Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not used to compliments, but from one Angelo to another, thank you so much. We got to look out for each other. Always, always. It's the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. To the listeners, real quick, where can we find you? Where can we support your work? I'm on all streaming platforms. I do music. I'm also a voice actor, and I'm I'm actually a film director myself. Mostly, you can find me on Instagram at Spring Linux, S-P-R-I-N-G-L-E-N-N-O-X. Same thing with YouTube. You can find a lot of my film work on YouTube. I, also, I do a lot of music more now, but I'm actually slowing down because I'm working on voice acting. Yeah, mainly Instagram and YouTube. On all streaming platforms, you can hear my music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Spring Linux, how I spelled it. That's how you find me. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Funimation, any anime or cartoon companies, if you are listening out here, please notice us, senpais. We are also aspiring voice actors up in here. Yes, that's awesome. Hey, there's a lot of things happening around here. It's a lot of production, a lot of good work ethic going on over here. It's amazing. Um, Till next time, right? Until next time, guys. Beyonce knows. Beyonce Knowles and Britney Spears. Thank you so much for listening to the Pop Culture Pop Quiz Podcast on COD Roadrunner Radio. Your music, your voice, your station. Peace.